0: You wanted a world cup. You got a world cup.
1: My goodness, Amit Malik. It's here. We got it. We got what we wanted. This was the match we've all been waiting for. Spain-Portugal recording Friday afternoon. Just moments after. Not moments. 40 minutes. But after. Still fresh. Still still very fresh, fresh. Just an incredible game. Three three games before that, you know, they didn't disappoint. There were moments, it was moments, exciting, but the this just, we're fully in now. So often in football, big games don't live up
0: to it. You can't remember a World Cup final that was relatively entertaining. It never gets up and down. It's so testy, There's it's usually, so cagey. Yeah. This match was not that. This was the match that everybody wanted to see in the group stage, and it absolutely delivered. This is the World Cup After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Miller. Amit Malik sits across from me. On today's show, we're going to break down the first four games of the World Cup as only we can. We'll take a quick look at what's coming in the next couple of days. Imit there's no other place to start than the Pete Ronaldo hat trick. Look. Salvages a point for Portugal. Breaks your prediction of Spain not conceding
1: until the quarterfinals in all of four minutes. Yeah, that was rough. That was tough. Yeah, that was bad. Could have been better. Yeah, I went back and listened to two of our golden moments from the preview podcast. Moment number one during the Portugal preview, predicted a peak Ronaldo hat trick. Yep. For us, a a peak Ronaldo was a penalty kick, a tap-in, and a deflected free kick. So, you got a different version of the peak Ronaldo. We got the penalty kick.
0: Penalty, boom. Easy. Easy. Right off the bat. Instead of the tap-in, you got the goalkeeping error from David De Gea. Just as
1: undeserved.
0: Right, So, we're still on pace. Right, and then, unfortunately, the free (laughs) kick was not deflected off the wall, and he just flat-out put it into the top corner. So... It you was know, a good goal. Well, respect, yeah, respect Ronaldo. That goal was just absurd, but absolutely <laughs> salvaging <laughs> a result against the <laughs> run of play. <laughs> okay. Yes, we have hit the peak Ronaldo hat trick.
1: Yeah, and it's great. It's great. It, it was a, everything we wanted, and it would also. There was two insane goals from Spence. Yeah, Diego Costa just elbowed Pepe in the jaw. Yeah, good job VAR yeah. for not bringing that back. Yeah, good I, job. I think it was good to let that, that. Yeah, let's let's. And play. then he cooked. The entire Portugal back line. He medded a dude, then he fake shot, cut left, the dude got cooked, then he cooked him again, and then fired in the corner. Yeah. Just a brilliant individual goal. It was like one on five in the yeah. box, and you're like, ah, oh, this is absolutely
0: going to get blocked. Is it so often does. Yeah, but he just found no, it. Just found, found, found it, it in it the it. corner. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. the second goal for Spain was... Nice. Was the Diego Costa yeah. impersonating Ronaldo? Yeah, he got the tap. Great hit. head down. The head down deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, from Busquets. But then Diego Costa just bundled
1: it in. Great. That's what you're Beautiful. looking for. It's what Beautiful. your goal scorers do. And the third goal for Spade. The double post kisser from Nacho. It was I was the best hit ball. I mean, Ronaldo's freaking was so good. But yeah. just it's he it was just sitting up there, just like half a foot off the ground. And he was like, I'm putting my foot through this. And the swerve. Yeah, so often,
0: admit when you and I watch football together, <laughs> we repeat the same thing over and over, which is yeah. just at a high-pitched voice, have a hit! Yeah. And that's what Nacho if, did. If, usually, have a hit ends up in Rosie. Yeah. Have a hit,
1: success rate is low.
0: It's, it's very low. Very low. Very low. <laughs>
1: very low. <laughs> We're like, Typically, 20... because have a hit comes from 35 yards yeah. out. We're like, oh, this dude's got an inch of space. You gotta got to go. <laughs> got to have a hit. But Nacho, it was coming perfectly lined up, 25 yards out. Just a belter. Just Absolutely. Left banged post, it in, right post in. Worthy of a match winner. Yeah. at almost any. Absolutely. But the <laughs> second PK committed that foul. Yeah. I you, felt you, like. You texted me. You're like, oh. Uh-oh. And I I tweeted, it's in range. And it was in range. It was, it was so in range. You saw Ronaldo just get into those, like laser focus mode. Inch perfect free yeah. kick. There's nothing the wall could have done went, better. He went over,
0: around, and back yeah. down. Like, it, nothing you could do. Yeah. Uh, I saw a tweet, I believe it was Mike Goodman <coughs> who tweeted this out. Somebody asked him, should De Gea have put more people on the wall? And he said, not every goal comes from a mistake. Yeah. It did come from a mistake because Pique should yeah. have never fouled Ronaldo <laughs> in that position. But no, it's a perfectly taken free kick. Nothing you can do to defend that. And catch your
1: breath. What a match. Yeah, there was a lot in this too. Even in the first exchanges, Isco hit the post. You know, just really chippy. It started right from the get-go. Yeah. Boom. Portugal came out to play. I, and Spain... It's so weird because, you know, I said they wouldn't concede, and they did three times. And they conceded four minutes. But I don't feel bad about Spain. The goal, the pen, like, okay. Ronaldo sold it. Yeah. It Ronaldo was a penalty, but Ronaldo it. sold it. And then, then the De Gea makes a mistake, and then Ronaldo does a worldie. Like, yeah. Yeah. And Spain's offense was incredible in this game. Like,
0: the downside for Spain is that's absolutely two points that they just threw away. That should have been three points for Spain. And now Spain can get eliminated if they lose to Iran. It's intriguing now what happens in this group, the way it goes. Spain wouldn't technically be eliminated with a loss because they'd be on one point. Even if Portugal wins, they'd be on four. You could theoretically still catch Portugal, goal differential, blah, 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 whatever. But, yeah, there's a lot of pressure now on these teams because of what happened in the other match. In this game. And it seemed like those two teams were careening
1: towards yeah. a draw.
0: Yeah, a, a draw that it felt, at least in part, would have helped neither of them in their quest yeah. to get out of this group. I liked how Morocco started that match.
1: Against they started Iran. the second half well, too. They came to play. Like yeah. they, they started like passing the ball overloading the flanks and look at all this we're doing but then the the back end of each
0: half they they, were really poor Iran probably should have taken the lead early on Yeah. and then as you said this thing was just meandering
1: towards a nil-nil the second half was I think poor yeah I think both teams were out of energy and Morocco was the team that needed to bring it to get the game going and it was going the way Iran wanted to first half was give it credit because Iran looked good It's a fun match Yeah, yeah The, there was that 10 or 15 minute stretch
0: when Amrabat got concussed. Yeah. The Iran player had to come off for injury. Like, where just nothing happened because it was all being wasted. That turned into six minutes of stoppage time. And baby, set pieces poorly. Another set piece
1: that was given away when it shouldn't have been. Yeah. it's It's been a World Cup of set pieces so far. Yeah. I mean, decided two games, you know, was decided literally three games if you yeah. wanted to talk about. Spain-Portugal, and you just have to feel for Morocco. Oh. T- take it like a striker, if I may say so. Oh, unfortunately. A perfect diving header, beat the keeper near post. buddha I felt so <laughs> sad for him. You
0: felt it's so sad for him. And just the post-match. Yeah. This, it was like the second it glanced off his head, he knew, oh no, what have I done? Because he has to play that ball. because yeah, a As a striker. defender,
1: you can't let that get behind you you got to be first to the ball. But like, you've got to turn it at a was different angle. right behind him at that near post. But mm. that one's also like, it was like, just waist high. That's what if you can get your foot uh, or you... See, hit it the out. The thing is, when you're diving there, you don't know which way is going to yeah. go. Like, you yeah. could dive and, you know, hit it out. You could sit in the other direction or you could put it in your net. Heart's <laughs> broken. Heartbroken. broken. Morocco, it, it, biggest loser of the also, day. But also, like...
0: I don't know that Morocco's really out of and it. No, will say beat Portugal. Because they're they right can, back in. They showed me that they can have a go at Portugal, and they might be better equipped to have a go at Portugal than they were to have a go at Iran, once Iran settled in that match after the initial yeah. first 10 or
1: 15 Portugal's minutes. Portugal's defense is not good.
0: No, we they're, saw that they're, again. They're, they're they got bad. cooked on the first goal. Pepe is very slow. Yeah. Very, very slow. Also, Jose Fonch, very, very slow. Morocco-Iran, the best observation, I think, of the first couple matches. Heather Nard's a James Bond villain.
1: Right. Yeah, dude is, dude is soaking up the sun on that touchline. Yeah. yeah. Just made for camera. Yeah. Really He's is. He's concocting an evil plan. This is how everything is just meant to go. Dude looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. He just. Yeah. He just exudes
0: mm. like confidence and and, and <coughs> cool and poise. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. Shall we shift into to Group A? Egypt, Uruguay. Anything you want to say about that? Well, let's go to Russia, Saudi Arabia first. Oh
1: yeah. Sorry, the opening match of the tournament. We haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, man, Green Falcons. Look, I just want to let you know you predicted them to win 2-0. Now, look, my predictions are not good by any stretch (laughs) of the imagination. My my quarterfinal prediction lasted about four minutes. But you picked the Green Falcons to win a game. And,
0: I mean, how could I not pick the Green Falcons to win? I thought they were going to come to play. They did
1: come to they, play. No
0: they came to play in unfortunately, about, about 10 minutes. Unfortunately, coming to play does not involve their defense being engaged in the match.
1: No, they... What could you say? They tried to play possession football, and they weren't particularly good at it. I think some of the best observations I saw was that... Um, Saudi Arabia plays like a team that thinks it's like 15% better than it actually is. Well, like the thing about
0: Saudi Arabia is there were like 30 to 45 second stretches where it was like, (laughs) oh man, they're zipping the ball around like one, two times. Like this is a real team. And And then then it would boot the ball back to (laughs) the keeper. (laughs) And And then it would end with them trying to turn it back to their defense and turning it over in the midfield.
1: I think I think Russia had the right game plan of like, let's just let Saudi Arabia (laughs) well yes. (laughs) Yes. Let's just let Saudi Arabia try to play. And then we're just going to literally steal the ball every whenever they try to cross midfield and go because they ball. are going to give it away to you in the midfield repetitively and they did yeah <sighs> nah it's just <laughs> tough like I I don't want to tell them like you got to play more conservative like yeah that's if you not did how it's you have a better is. chance to win it's but not like that's how they play that's how they played Juan Antonio Pizzi oh man. Uh,
0: Le- very small chance he's going to learn his players names now because he's probably not going to be Saudi <laughs> Arabia manager
1: for longer than yeah, 10 right. more days Yeah. also you know just going back tail of the tape uh, they did Alexi Lawless did acknowledge that yes. your man congrats to yeah. Fox
0: com- Fox commentator here in the States Alexi Lawless who said that Mohamed Al Salawi did score 16 goals but then discredited the opposition with which he scored them against yeah. which I'm
1: proud I think it was huge
0: for Russia in this match to score early
1: Yeah, totally undid Saudi Arabia. They were really never going to get in. And they just gave them a lot of confidence. You could see, like, they... It wasn't that they were bad coming in, but then they just looked so at ease with the crowd. Yeah, they hadn't won
0: in seven. There was a lot of pressure. You have the president... And the defense didn't have to do anything. Right. You have the president of the country saying, we expect a lot coming in. Like, that's significant pressure on this team. Also on a team that's just fundamentally not very good. Yeah. Like, it's one thing if the president is coming to talking to a really good team and put it... this Russia team is yeah. probably bad.
1: Yeah. But they, they looked good. They looked fine. Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough to see Z- Z- Zagoev, Zagoev go down with a, with an injury. Hamstring looked like non-contact. But Golovin played really well. Golovin played really well. Set up really the well. goals nicely. The second goal from Cheryshev, beautiful. Yeah. Shipped the two Saudi Arabia defenders. I think they're still going left in the box. Yeah, yeah they're still just, just yeah. running and towards he, the corner flag. And then later, the fourth goal, had that... Belter with the outside of that his left foot, any outside of the foot shot that you put spit on, yeah, it's always always it beautiful. beautiful. Um, I thought it was big also for Russia to get the second goal before halftime because that yeah. pretty much shut. Yeah. The yeah. If, you so much. A, if you get in at if you get a halftime yeah. at one zero. You have some confidence. You could be like, oh, we're, we're right there. Right. Should One up, moment, yeah.
0: you know, they had a couple of chances, but the second goal, that just kind of closed the book on it. And then Juba, big Juba. Man, he's a throwback. That's a big header. He's that a big a, boy. Yeah. He's a big boy in that box. 6'5?
1: Yeah, 6'5. Oh, man. Yeah, he's going to go yeah. up there and slide I, and knock a little I bit. I thought Russia was well equipped to play this game. Yes. Um, they, they did what they needed to do. I think I give them credit for exiting the game plan. And now things get harder. So we'll see actually how good they are. And they gave themselves a really good chance to get out of this Yeah, because five goal differential helps you the a The goal lot. differential helps, <laughs> although we'll see how much everybody else puts well, on. Well, I I think because gold differential is the tiebreaker, that's going to give Egypt and Uruguay incentive to go blast Saudi Arabia. And also out.
0: Saudi Arabia is not going to sit back
1: and defend because they
0: don't know how to. So yeah. could get a lot of goals. Fun story about this <laughs> match. I turned it off at 3-0 in the 90th minute because I had to go take the final exam of my collegiate career. I'm done with college. Go me. But I turned it off. 90th minute. I was like, ah, 3-0. Great. Got to go take this exam. Only had to get a 30% on it to graduate. I'm pretty sure I did that. I hope I did that. I hope. you would uh, And I missed the two best goals of the match. I missed cherry shows. Yeah. I finally watched them this morning. Yeah. Oh, like you said, outside of the foot. That's and the, free, and the
1: free kick was great. And then
0: the free kick from Golovin to finish it all off. Yeah, Saudi Arabia keeper oh. was, uh, uh. did not look like he was getting there. Nah, he he, he should have
1: just dehayed and just stood and looked. <laughs> like, Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, did, did. he didn't have a great match.
0: Yeah. All right, the last match that we have yet to talk about. Uruguay won, Egypt nil. Late winner from a set piece.
1: Again, yeah. two set piece winners this, late in these matches. This is tough for Egypt because... Uruguay deserved when they had a lot of chances, but they also didn't convert them. So Egypt had their right to be like, okay, no Mo Salah. It would have been incredible for them to get out of this game with a point without having their best player. They been played, a really good competed really hard. But in the end, I think the result was fair to Uruguay. And I mean, Godin and Jimenez were so good. The Atletico defenders were so yeah, good. As we and, expected. And Jimenez from this team. was just coming up the field to make plays. The header was awesome. It was it was a really good ball. And you can see, you know, in international soccer, set pieces are just so much more valuable because you only have so much more training time right. to like put in. And clearly those two, Godin and Jimenez, have been working on them from uh their time at Atletico. Disappointing
0: performance from the midfield for Uruguay, I think. Yeah, you did not play well. Nandez also did not wow. play well. I think there was a lot of expectation. For this midfield coming into this match and into this tournament, and they really didn't deliver in this match. Egypt did a really good job of kind of taking them out of we didn't know how Uruguay were going to play because, yeah. again, in qualifiers, they played like they usually play, which is sit back, skip the midfield, lob it forward, get Suarez and Cavani running in behind, and that's how they ended up playing in this match, yeah. which was a bit frustrating. And it's not a bad strategy when no. your two center backs are that good. Right, you just would have hoped yeah. that maybe it would... they try to play yeah. through their midfield. And it just... I think they made an attempt to at points. Yeah. It just wasn't successful. Yeah. And then you bring on, you know, Sanchez and Saboya Rodriguez, the old guard coming back into that midfield to replace the two youngsters. I thought both those guys were effective off the bench. Suarez did not have a great yeah.
1: day. Cavani had a good day. Cavani he was, created, was very good. Creating chances, like Unfortunately doing all the for hard him, work. Only one of the chances fell to him, and it was that free and it was a it, no, he had that oh, one he had shot. The, he had two. Suarez, like, dipped a header down to him, mm. and he caught it really well. Yeah. It was actually a good save really good from save. the Egypt keeper. Suarez, though, bad game for him. Yeah, I think yeah. it
0: started with that one that he just sent right, right. into the side and, netting. And he was point blank. I
1: think that's one where you say, you and I could score. Like, No. No, I could but, not. But if, if I, I only was... have one foot.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: actually <laughs> only have yeah, one foot, too. but... Me trying to kick yeah. with my off foot does not go well. Side note, Mike Francesa didn't know that soccer players could use two feet. And that Mike was bad. I, I bad. I'm mad I found that clip. Yeah, the American <laughs> soccer
0: opinions have been quite poor over the past few days and months and years and eternity, as they always are. Yeah. Um, But, no, that was poor from Suarez. And then the and other then one, I he think dribbled he just, in. He got inside his own, own head. head. Yeah. That's one where you should probably take one touch and boom, yam it. I, I think he'll find it,
1: but... I mean, against Saudi Arabia, what... <laughs> No better time to find your yeah, goal-scoring right. cut. Oh, we
0: didn't finish particularly well? We didn't play well in the midfield? Well, guess who we're playing in five days' time?
1: It's the yeah. Saudi Arabians. Yeah. I think what you saw with this Uruguay side is a kind of what you expected. The potential is there. Like Their defense is so good. This is what they their do. Their strikers are good. They don't make a ton of mistakes. This is a team that can get to the semifinals. But they're also not entirely convincing. Their midfield doesn't exist. They have a weird mentality. I don't know what you chalk it's, Suarez up to. Yeah,
0: it's interesting the way narratives <coughs> change based just solely on results. Yeah. Had this match finished 0-0, there would have been massive question marks from a lot of people about Udawai. Oh, we thought this team was going to be really good. They couldn't Can't score against Egypt. Egypt. Mo Salah wasn't even out there. Blah, 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 blah. They take advantage of one set piece, a really well-worked goal, and it's, oh, Udawai. Always leaving it till late, but they're veteran. They're just, yeah. look this really wide team again is good. I would have liked to have seen more from the midfield today. I didn't. We'll see if that advances as the tournament goes on. But even if it doesn't, this team playing out of the back, largely bypassing the midfield with those two strikers and that defense is still dangerous because of how good that defense is and how yeah, composed and, they are, and how good Suarez and Cavani are. It'll it'll be interesting to see what they can do. But Saw a yeah. lot of criticism, not necessarily criticism, but questioning of Hector Cooper. The for not playing him. <laughs> Here's my thing. He must have not been fit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Bosa probably's not fit enough to play. If he's fit enough to play, he's coming on in 15 minutes. I don't think this was Cooper trying to make
1: some sort of tactical decision. It was he was probably never going to get into that. He, match. he was probably not fit enough to play, and Cooper knew he wasn't going right. to play, and was like, "I just need 90 minutes." And he almost got right. He and from what in. and
0: from what I could see, I didn't even see Salah get up and warm up at any point. No, he in was the match. just kind
1: of I was was waiting, think they, they just, just rest.
0: Yeah, I think they threw a little smokescreen at Udawai yesterday and saying that he would play and that's yeah. fine all well and good do whatever you want but I don't think it's fair to criticize yeah. him because I don't think he if Salah was able to play in this match I think he would have played in this match yeah. because it was finally poised for him to come on in the final 10 to 20 minutes to just try and give them some sort of injection yeah, of with something fresh to, legs to steal yeah. it but clearly if he's not able to you don't put him out there in that situation
1: and this it's not all lost yet for Egypt there's still yeah. time they still they, Russia's still available. Russia's the team, team that Egypt has to get by. Right. You know, everyone thought Uruguay would be the team to invent first, so that Egypt-Russia game is now a huge, huge yeah. fixture. Exactly. Um, last thing I think, if, if Salah played, I had a whole rant ready to go. Yeah, I a whole ready? rant ready about, I don't know. Didn't Diego Costa have, like, a horse placenta thing? Hmm. Like in twenty thirteen let's, fourteen, let's do it.
0: you keep talking. I'll do a quick yeah.
1: Google search on. All, all I'm saying is he cl- pretty clearly I think had a dislocated shoulder, which happened on the Champions League final, which was late May, and that thing takes four or five weeks to heal. If he played tonight, I uh, something was hap- Something's happening. They're, they they got to be doing something to him. Like I I don't know grafting, like, horse shoulder into his... I don't know how medicine <laughs> I don't know works. If you... very, very clearly you do not know how medicine works. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because you're trying to take a horse shoulder and put it in? Okay, but tell me about All this right. Diego Costa thing. All right, here's what happened. This was 2014. This is when Atletico Madrid were in the Champions League final. Diego Costa went to Serbia to visit a, quote, Medical miracle worker who specializes in horse placenta treatments. Okay. And then you remember what happened in that 2014 final. Costa started but only played, what, the first 15 minutes and then came off in what looked to be kind of a planned situation. But then he went and played at the World Cup for Spain in 2014. Yeah, that didn't go well. That did not go well for him. It went well for him today, though. Yeah. Rip in peace to my Iago Aspas outside
1: golden boot prediction. Rip in peace to Spain won't concede. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, what do you say? Yeah.
1: What are what you going to say? say? I, I still think they, hopefully they won't concede the next three matches, but I don't know. I, I think, would
0: not, why are you doubling down on this? I said hopefully.
1: I'm not <laughs> I doubling I would not down. double
0: down on this.
1: You lost. Take no, your no, L, go no, home. No, I lost. I lost. I'm just saying my belief in Spain isn't shaken. Okay. Yeah. Fernando Hierro did fine. I guess, yeah. I, I don't think, think, I don't know that there was I don't anything. think he was the problem. I think the problem was De Gea had a mind fart. Yep. And Ronaldo did Ronaldo. Yep. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I don't know that you
0: look at anything and it's like, hero should have done this differently. He brought on Thiago for Iniesta. Iago Aspas came on for Diego Costa. Lucas Vasquez came on late. Yeah, like, that all looks fine to me. I don't think there was anything that he could have done differently yeah. to ensure a result here for Spain. They should have gotten a result. But, but it's
1: not, it's not him.
0: Yeah, but again... This just adds on to what happened on Wednesday. It doesn't help yeah. matters that they went and threw away
1: two points at the end of this match. Yeah, I think so. I think that the questions are going to be big for them to answer. Um, it's going to be a really interesting match against Iran. The I think Spain-Iran
0: is going to be very interesting because that Iran was at points out of their element today because there was kind of that pressure, underlying pressure for them to win. But now for Iran, it's very fundamentally clear what they are going to try to do.
1: park the bus.
0: Yeah, but that's what they're <coughs> good no, at. No, but that's what they're good yeah. at, and yeah. they know what they're They're going good to at. defend, 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 and try to unleash a couple of counterattacks and be clinical. That was what they wanted to do in this tournament. They got lucky. I, I don't know, know if they yeah. got lucky at the end of that match. It was a fortunate break for them that that header ended up in the back of Morocco's net. Yeah. But boom, from there, all right. Yeah. If you all they have to do is get two more points
1: yeah five points probably gets them out of this group yeah. the thing is I think you know trying to stop Morocco's attack which very curiously couldn't connect through the middle was weird oh, for sure 60 70 minutes is a totally different monster than trying to stop Spain, absolutely who for all like this a weird game they their offense I think looked yeah great. the attack
0: yeah. looked fantastic yeah. and they are going to have <clears throat> what's the possession number of the Spain Iran match going
1: to be 70 75.
0: It could so, legitimately you know, get to like I Manchester a, City against yeah.
1: bad Premier League team. Levels. I saw a tweet that in 31 minutes, Spain completed more passes than Iran attempted the whole match yeah. against Morocco, and
0: it'll probably happen again.
1: Yeah, man, yeah, whatever. Um, and it's a great result. Looking, looking really interesting to see how the rest of this group will go. And it was the most intriguing. I think Portugal, group. Portugal is the well. I don't want to say I Iran has three points but I think in my head Portugal is the biggest winner. Yeah, mainly because they, they stole a, that's point, a point and the way they stole it they gives their, you confidence. their confidence has got to be sky high. Yeah. They do have the
0: tricky match against Morocco next. Look, coming into this match or this World Cup, we thought that this group was you know, I thought I thought it was going to hinge on the Portugal yeah, Morocco. Match. I think it was one of the most exciting groups and one of the most the groups that I was looking forward to most, and it delivered on this first day. These were the results that I think poised this group to be so intriguing. You've got Iran on three points, as you said, atop the group, by no means secure. Now going to defend for their lives, which can be very fun yeah. entertainment. And Morocco,
1: obviously, the biggest loser, right? Because but, now they're.
0: Also, still yeah. not out of it because I don't know that I dislike their chances against Portugal. I think they match up better with Portugal than they did with Iran,
1: and they can go yeah, out and it's get because points. Portugal's defense is bad, but I don't know about their defense. Sure, and yeah. it could be another really and good match. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, it, it, this it's... group is
0: finally poised. These results help that a draw with Iran and Morocco, with everything had drawn today, you know, maybe wouldn't have been as exciting. But yeah. this is but going this to be is great. exciting. Where do you what do you make of Group A at this point? It's pretty straightforward. Right? Yeah, I it's think still the favorites,
1: yeah. Russia and Egypt, big match, Saudi Arabia. Oh man, Green Falcons. Yeah, I think it, it's it's on Mo Salah to try to get a result against Russia, and if he does, then the group is got something going. And if not, then that's it. It's gonna be pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, come. This group was I don't know. It never really ex- did excite,
0: which is why it's probably good that it was put at group A because it gets added injected in excitement of having the host Polish nation. Yeah. But if this group shows up anywhere else in the World Cup, this yeah. is the I'm sleeping in I, group. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, 6:45 came very early this morning. It
1: was morning. it was a tough morning.
0: It was a tough in, morning. In and out during the first half. I I hope that my sleeping schedule adjusts as the World Cup goes well, on, tomor- but I'm fearful. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be tough. We'll
1: get into that yeah, in a minute. Yeah. Early kickoff, folks. Early, early kickoff here in the state. Anything else we have from these matches? The Putin Muhammad bin Salawi moment. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Putin's conciliatory <laughs> handshake. Yeah, he just like he chug- he sh- like shrugged his shoulder, just like, "What do I say, man? I'm sorry." Here you go. Thanks for coming. By the fifth one, he was just shrugging his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, his- right, <laughs> we're very
0: good. That's got to be an awkward room. What do you think it's like for those players? Obviously, you kind of know that that festivities is going on, and you know your warm up is a little changed by that. You're back in the dressing room yeah. for a little longer and a little earlier, but then you walk out onto the pitch, and you're stuck. And you're stuck there while you listen to both Putin and Infantino speak. That has to be really difficult for players.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not good for pre match. I don't know. I think they're they're just told like, look, you got to get everything in before we head back to the locker room because that's it. Yeah, but it's, uh, like, it's got to be mentally off I think
0: it's different being out there and having to be on yeah. the pitch and standing for that, because that was probably a good five or seven minutes.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's weird. I think it definitely messes with your your psyche a bit, but it's also That's like, why Saudi Arabia lost. It's also the first game. It'd be different if, like, you did it before the final, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they wouldn't yep. let that happen. That's why Saudi Arabia lost. You think? Yeah, that's why, they gave, up. That's why they gave up the five goals. Okay. Yep.
0: Juan Antonio Pizza will have his boys ready for round two. <laughs> well, first he's got to learn who his boys are. But once he learns who his boys yeah, are, he's going right,
1: to be ready. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, I feel like I had one more question about Group A for you, and now I do not remember Panama? It. Is that it? Ah, yes. <laughs> Big winners from the – You're going to hear a lot of winners from the first day of the wor- – first couple days of the World Cup. You're going to hear, oh, Portugal's oh. a winner because they stole a point. Yeah. Oh, Iran's a winner because they won. Oh, the host nation is a winner. Biggest winner, heard it here first, it's Panama. Because the race for 31st best team at the World Cup is wide open. Yeah. That goal differential is going to kill Saudi Arabia. Yeah, this is number one Panama
1: fan podcast. Absolutely. Right from, here. From the guys that brought you the number one Carabag fan club yeah. on the Kickin' It podcast, yeah. we If you've been with us from those days, you remember Bashiktas were our boys. But, but Carabag, Carabag were the real boys. Were the real boys. Panama are the real boys. Yeah. And look, they've they're so happy. They can't be the worst team. They just can't be. Uh, they probably oh, still, I mean, come <laughs> on, they play <laughs> Belgium and England. Yeah, okay. Dude, well. that goal differential could hike. No, up a but real they're boy- the But I think they're the Alright, we're we're a long ways off from those, but I think that those are the games that Panama loses like one or two respectively. Uh, respectively, not like Panama's looking at it. And Roman Torres is saying, hey guys, yeah, we take a
0: couple of 2-0 losses. Yeah. Hang with Tunisia? Yeah. Look at that. We're 31st best.
1: Literally, Saudi Arabia was so bad that I saw tweets like, if you had the fitness, like, could you make it into the Saudi Arabia squad? Bad tweet. You couldn't. But I see why you're saying it. Yeah. It looked that bad. Also, very quickly. We should not spend a ton of time on this. Everybody's saying that
0: Saudi Arabia being in the World Cup is a mistake. Stop. No. Stop talking. They earned it. They earned their spot. The World Cup is not meant for the 32 best teams. It's meant to be a representative of all countries. And let me put it this way. If Saudi Arabia is not there, you know what you get? You get the 14th best European team. Which isn't it's any better. It's not good because the European teams there on the bottom half aren't very entertaining you either. You want Ireland? Yeah, you really you really want Northern Ireland in the World Cup? Like, no, they're not fundamentally better. Yeah. The teams that didn't make the World Cup, it's not. nobody got jobbed by this. They all failed
1: to make the World Cup because they weren't particularly good. And it's not like it was like a one-time fluke. Like you can call what America happened against Trinidad and Tobago a flu, but qualification is a long process. Right, you have to make a series of mistakes to not get. And all those super good teams that you want there, they all
0: made mistakes in qualifying. And credit Saudi Arabia, they didn't. They finished above Australia, who had to beat Honduras to even get to the World Cup. Yeah, they had to play. And the U.S. couldn't finish in front of Honduras. Look, Saudi Arabia, you're not very good. That's fine. You deserve to be at the World Cup. Enjoy it.
1: Also, building on that slightly. I do have to say the 48 team
0: World yeah, Cup. You are getting a little crazy about it. If
1: you're if this is a game you're getting in a 32 team World Cup, get a little crazy. I I really look, I just don't want to have to watch Honduras Azerbaijan in 8 years. Yeah. Look, I like those countries,
0: but I just don't want to watch that football. Yeah. It's only fun when one of those countries goes up against a big country. It's yeah, not fun yeah. when they play each other.
1: Yeah, it's not good. All right.
0: All right. Tomorrow are you going to wake up at 5 a.m. for France Australia? So, right, the top, you're gonna tell a lie. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. I was gonna say there's a few options. <laughs> yeah. <all right>. Option <laughs> one, I'm just sleeping through it. Yep. Watch the highlights. Okay. Most likely option. Option two, I wake up. At halftime or before, catch some of it. Option three, World Cup after dark. Never sleep. (laughs) Never sleep. (laughs) Stay up all night. See, the issue with option three is if
0: that's the only match you're contending with, you can pull off option three. But the problem is there's three matches after The opening of a quadruple header, option three would be very dangerous. Yeah, because halfway
1: through the second or third match, I'm passing out. You're (laughs) done. And it's probably going to be on my couch that you're passing out. Yeah. So no. So no. So... I do like the thought. No, it's a thought. I I don't know. I'll try my best, but I'm not promising so here's, anything. So, here's
0: my thing about this match. One, if this was a second match in the group stage and I had seen these teams before, I'd be more likely to just say, nope, skipping it. Two, if it was a different combination of teams, you might say that. But and you need to see France. It's France. You never know what they're going to do. They just struggled in a friendly against the United States. Australia could cause them the same problems. It's also France is the type of team you want to see them play a whole game so you
1: know like, right. where they're at
0: also it only happens once every four years that's together. what I keep telling myself yeah oh you're not gonna stop you're gonna I'm tell yourself the best <laughs> you're gonna tell yourself that you're gonna be up and we both know I'm gonna text you at 5 a.m tomorrow morning and there's not gonna be a
1: response look one of us on this podcast has a history of sleeping around things <laughs> is. I've never missed anything important no and no. this is not something that you miss. As- it's it's a comes down to whether or not my sleep conscience thinks this is important enough. And if it doesn't, it's taking it out. <laughs> it's probably not.
0: Especially because you got to be up and rested. Because the second game tomorrow, Argentina-Iceland, is intriguing. It's a fun one. Also Peru-Denmark and Croatia-Nigeria.
1: We don't have to go into these matches one I think by one. I think they're all interesting. Obviously, France-Australia-Argentina-Iceland are two of bigger teams, smaller teams. But I'm more interested for the other two. Because those are all do or dies for the for the, lo- the loser of that te- the loser of those is going to have a hard time getting top two out of their group. Sure, I, I, I agree think with it's that it's, Yeah, so Peru, Denmark, I really think the winner of that is in the driver's seat to get second behind France. So this is the biggest game of that group, And also, the thing that intrigues me about
0: that match, Peru hasn't been at the World Cup since 1982. They come in in great form. They're unbeaten in 15, I believe, is the number. But you don't know how they're going to react on the World Cup stage. And hope that they keep playing that football that they've shown. But this is a huge stage. There's a lot of positive pressure on them. There's no negative pressure coming from Peru. They're so ecstatic to be there. But they believe that they can do things at this World Cup. And they want to do things at this World Cup. That makes that a huge match. They're going up against somebody in Christian Eriksen that's really good. Um, France, Australia, Argentina, Iceland are both intriguing because there's question marks about both of those big sides.
1: I think Iceland is probably more cut out to trouble their opponent. Iceland knows how to play defensive style and also the organization to get forward and do something. Right. I don't think Australia has much to offer.
0: And I think there are bigger question marks about Argentina than there are about Yeah, France.
1: France's question marks aren't like, can they win a group stage game? France's question marks when the squad implodes ahead of your quarterfinal in round of 16. Right. How are you going to react? How are you going to react? The Francic doesn't start yet. Yeah, Maybe not, it does. I don't know. I mean, could. 2010, the Francic happened <laughs> <Right. the francic
0: laughs> sure. pretty early. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but Argentina-Iceland is one that I had... Yeah. And you, you, if you just saw Ronaldo do that, you want to see Messi. Right. And also, Iceland is the profile of team that Argentina really struggled with during Commonwealth qualification. Venezuela and Peru both came into Buenos Aires and both got points against Argentina by just sitting back, digging in and defending, and saying to Messi, break us down... Yeah. and then Messi having to rely on players that aren't very good. Also, Sam Pauli, what are you doing with a double pivot five in your midfield? I know this is not a tactics podcast, but even I know that playing two defensive
1: midfielders against Iceland seems like a waste. It's probably not going to go well. Um, mm. My thing on Iceland, they're low-key a little injured. Uh. They have some injuries. Uh, I'm not going to remember the names off the top of my head well, I mean, because my laptop all charger sun. is not here, sure. which is pretty after darky. They're all sun. Yeah. Haftharsson, Björgensen. I don't
0: Sigurdsson's know. healthy though, Sigurdsson's right? healthy,
1: and he's the player to watch for Iceland. He's really good. Uh, great dead ball player, can shoot from distance. Kind of like a Discount Ericsson.
0: Discount Ericsson. <laughs> both,
1: <laughs> w- both play the same role for Tottenham. One of them's still there, one of them's <laughs> not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Pour um, one out. Give me one thing to watch for in Croatia Nigeria.
0: Besides, is that the best kit matchup at the World Cup? Okay, sorry. I know. I told you. I asked you. I did a really bad thing. What are you doing? I asked you a question. This is a terrible podcast. It's really bad hosting. I asked you a question, and then I decided that, you know what? What I have to say is more important. But why is every team at this World Cup either red or white? There's too much red and white at this World
1: Cup. I thought I ran when they were walking down the tunnel in their blue uniforms. I was like, Oh. Those are real no, nice. Those, those are just, those are just for the, the the subs. Yeah, those, those are the, the
0: unmarked training kits because of the economic sanctions on the country. <laughs> 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 I hate to see it. Oh man, sorry. Uh, Croatia, Croatia kits
1: are really nice. Nigeria kids are super nice. It's a good, it's a good looking matchup. I'm interested to see if Nigeria's up to the hype. Croatia is a team that I think on paper is better than them, and a team they have to get through if they want to advance. But if Nigeria wants to do the thing. They gotta do the thing. Fair to ask if Croatia is up to the hype as well. Yeah, yeah they true. come
0: into World Cups traditionally very well thought of, and then, and then they the pl- pieces just don't add up. Yeah. So you know, Modric, Kovacic, Rakitic, Mandzukic. In Brazil, we call him Hakichi. Really? Yeah. Rakitic turns into Hakichi in Portuguese because R's at the front of words are silent, so it becomes an H. So it's Hak, and then yeah, that T I C turns into Chichi, so Hak Chichi. So Rakitic oh. or Hakchichi, Good. You're, if, you're, if you're interested, maybe I'll break
1: that out. Yeah, maybe maybe I I'll break that out. I
0: might break that out I tomorrow will. when we're I watching will. the games. Well, um,
1: I got to say, Julian Lopetegui. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> that's right. You you've done your pronunciation <laughs> for the tournament. tournament.
1: I don't know. I I hope I I hope Nigeria comes to play. I think they will. I I'd love to see like two or three goals from each side there. Very quickly, Amit,
0: our recording schedule will probably record again on Sunday. Sunday, Germany, Mexico.
1: Give me one thing you're looking forward to in that match. Man, this Mexico team is the best Mexico team they've ever had. We've we've heard you've heard both of us say this here, elsewhere, anywhere. But if they want to do something in this World Cup, they've gotta be able to beat Brazil likely in the knockout. You're round. gonna have there's if, so can they play against a big team? In Germany, really no one's been asking questions about them. You know, Argentina had a lot of questions. France is France. Everything gets brushed off yeah, of the out- sure. uh, turni- And that's- yeah. They've earned that, They've right. earned that, right, especially. But it gets brushed off. Ah, uh, tournament yeah. Germany. Tournament yeah. Germany. And- All right, Mexico time. is not a team that tournament Germany can just walk over. And Mexico, they have a lot of questions about their manager, Juan Carlos Osorio. Makes a lot of interesting decisions. Played badly in their last send-off yeah. against Denmark. Uh, beat 2-0. Both, I don't think there are questions yet about Germany, but I hope there are some, because I think Mexico's going to ask them. And I'm personally rooting for Mexico a lot, so I'm just really excited. The passion behind Mexico is insane. So there's, there's basically two trains of thought here for Mexico.
0: Either one you get incredibly fortunate and Germany or Brazil slip up somewhere else. Or two, you're going to have to beat Germany or Brazil if you want to make a quarterfinal. You can beat Germany now and then avoid Brazil in the knockout round potentially. Or you can not beat Germany now and then have have to beat beat Brazil. Brazil. Or galaxy brain mean you not only beat Germany, but then Brazil stumbles and you still have to beat Brazil to make a quarterfinal. Beat both. (laughs) That would be not fun for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that would be the worst way to go. They, they finish top of their group. Yeah. The, the camaraderie's high. Everyone's really excited. And then they... They have to play Brazil. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, anything in Group E that you're particularly... I'm excited to
0: see Brazil, obviously. I'm unnaturally confident heading into the Switzerland match. There's not a ton on Switzerland that scares me. Serbia, Costa Rica so so is intriguing. The winner of
1: that has a leg up on everyone else. Sure, but losers. it's
0: your typical first match at a World Cup. There's nothing beyond yep. that, I
1: think. Yeah, I'm interested if Costa Rica has anything in the tank Yep, because they, they're a worn-out side just the way they are. Sure. They didn't haven't changed anything since their run four years ago. And Serbia is a good team but not a great team they quite a pe- lot of questions yeah about they them have a lot, lot of, of
0: pieces they're a lot like croatia very talented maybe not as well known as croatia is yeah. but again a lot of questions can they do it at
1: a lot a major of top tournament? fight players but sure. the, yeah i think the questions are there and uh
0: costa rica is going to frustrate
1: them so we'll see i think i'm excited i mean obviously big match i'm excited for is germany mexico and then i think tomorrow i am i'm personally most excited for Peru denmark i'm most
0: oh god that's a great match
1: I think I'm most excited
0: for Argentina, Iceland. I want to see you. You have a lot going against Argentina. A lot of eggs in the anti-Argentina basket, and I can cash a lot of those in with a poor performance against Iceland tomorrow. We'll put it that way. All right, that's going to do it for us on this edition of World Cup After Dark. As we said, we expect to be back with you on Sunday, but this is an After Dark podcast,
1: so you never really you never really know when we're happening. I'll update you all, listeners, with how I did Saturday morning. It's not going to go well. It's not going to go well.
0: Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Austin underscore James 906. You are... At Amit K Malik. Two L's. Great. Find me there. You get bad pictures. Comparisons of Hevernard not to a James Bond villain, but but the (laughs) villain from Iron (laughs) Iron Man Man 3.
1: (laughs) The Mandarin. Yeah. Great. The content is good on the Twitters. (laughs) It's great. Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes. Exactly. If you like listening, spread the word. Spread the love. Yeah. And if you don't, We got a tweet today from an unhappy listener. And that's all right. And that's. We're not everybody's
0: cup of tea. We're good at that. Some like their World Cup in the morning. We like our World Cup after dark. Follow the World Football Index on social media for all the latest from us. Thank you so much, as always, for listening, and goodbye.